All right, welcome back to the Friday Night Dinner Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD, who you can find over at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph? I'm great. And who guessed? Who already got? Raise your hand if you already knew. You thought that the dean was going to be, um, I forgot her name now, Rory's friends, Lane. Who knew that Dean was going to be Lane's science partner? Who who just kind of had a thought that that was going to happen? Raise I mean, your hand. Yeah, the, the writing was uh, on the wall. Of course, it had to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so but, you thought that too, huh? Jumping right in. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, obviously. Oh, I'm doing well too. I don't know if I mentioned that. Sorry. <laughs> weather is the same as the last episode. All right, let's jump in. Um, yeah, because <laughs> we ended up like breaking our one cardinal rule, which is that we should not have an episode that's longer than the episode itself. We was it a cardinal rule? I didn't realize it was cardinal rule. I, feel I like felt it was a guy. Uh, okay, yeah, we'll say guideline. That sounds a little better. Uh, considering there were 500 subplots to the last episode, we did pretty well, I think. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Um, but, uh, yeah, basically, uh, we're, we're going to just jump into this one because Steph's got something she's got to do. So we got to move this. I have to work. <laughs> You gotta work. I gotta go have a Coke Zero. Like, there's important things going on in life. Um, But yeah, the basic uh, synopsis of this episode is that uh, Lorelai helps Luke shop for a birthday present for Rachel. uh, And then uh, they kind of try to get him a new wardrobe, which I actually kind of like Luke's wardrobe in this. I thought, like, how they dressed him was pretty snazzy with the black outfit and all that. What they showed and then what they put him in, I thought were two different things. It like yeah. he wasn't wearing the whole suit. He was just wearing the shirt and the I don't know, it was very monochrome, which I know was the whole point of it. But yeah. I'm pretty sure that the clothes they showed and the clothes he wound up wearing were two different things. It could be. I I just remember him wearing yeah, the monochrome thing and I was like, Luke, you mm-hmm. dash the nice. devil. Which yeah. also led to which we probably saw this coming anyway. That Rachel walks in on um, Lorelai adjusting his belt. Yeah. <laughs> kind of cute, <laughs> this look. Yeah. Oh, and there's and there's a cat store. We didn't know about the cat store, which was actually says Shaw. So if you're wondering why she's saying cat and it says chat in the background, Shaw is French for cat. What was the cat cafe or what was the name of the store? Cat something. Yeah. But that's why she, it's actually says Shaw, C-H-A-T. That's why. So. Yeah. You're wondering if that was like a error that she called it cat. But um, obviously, yeah, the big issue here is that uh, Rachel finds the belt being adjusted. And obviously, that's a very compromising position to find your man in with another woman. So I could totally understand where Rachel's coming from. Plus, you can tell she's already got maybe a little bit of reservations about Luke and Lorelai. So well, I was wondering if the reason why she was being friends with Lorelai was to kind of, you know, Gage. keep your enemies closer or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could see that for sure. Gage, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So yeah, the big thing there is, yeah, they catch, uh, they catch Luke and Lorelai adjusting belts, but also too, uh, Rory finds out that Lane and Dean have become science project partners, which. I think that the logic of the show is that if it's going to make characters awkward to be together, they must be partners in a school project. Like, look at a few episodes right. back when they put, like, Paris and those two nincompoops together with Rory for that project. 
you knew it was because it was going to make things awkward, but right, it was just part of part of how it is. And then here comes Max Medina again. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Doing dumb stuff like talking to Rory about her personal life. That seems like such a boundary violation. So he yeah. talks to Rory about her breakup after class. And Rory's like, how'd you know about that? And then that Max is like, uh, yeah, your mom and I are seeing each other, whatever. And then that gets into a conversation that Max has with Lorelai about, hey, I've already told all these people. Who have you told? And Lorelai's like, uh, nobody. And then that gets into a conversation about her commitment issues. Yeah. Talking to Rory. Because then she, then Rory or Lorelai confronts Dean and says, you know, how could you do this to my daughter? And, and Dean's like, okay, this is the whole story around town is that I was such a jerk, which I think we can agree he actually was a jerk. Um, yeah. And they didn't touch on that, which is interesting because he didn't react in a very uh, respectful way. Yeah. Um, but then Lorelai finds out that Dean told Rory they loved her and Rory couldn't say it back, which it's okay if she didn't say it back. Uh, no. But I think the show is kind of focusing more on that that um, that Lorelai was saying, "Well, I want you to feel comfortable doing that when the time's right." But it was kind of interesting how they glossed over how how Dean was was not very nice about it. Out of the two of them, obviously, I think Dean had the worst reaction. But like, yeah, it was interesting mm -hmm. that like it almost made it seem like they were trying to argue that maybe Lorelai is not a good influence on Rory in terms of like romantic uh entanglements mm -hmm. and part of me thinks like, he's working on it hmm? and part of me's like i mean look at christopher a few episodes back where christopher proposed and lorelei said no i mean come on like, you look at like someone like a christopher proposing like are you gonna say that's a bad call mm -hmm. like no it was a good call christopher doesn't have his shit together so i i don't right. know right. i thought it was interesting that right. they sort of blamed Lorelai for Rory's things. There was kind of a plain anything to it, wasn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Where, in my opinion, Rory and uh, Lorelai are both just independent and they both know what they want and they're just, you know, maybe taking their time with their respective partners to get to that point. Um, but also, maybe one of the few shows where they, where you have a character that actually addresses her attachment issues. Yeah. It so was that was impressive. Yeah, it was really interesting that that became a thing that uh, Lorelai, mm -hmm. Lorelai just decided to address head on. But I don't know. <laughs> and then she calls just a random cousin, the first person in her phone book, to tell him that she and Max are together. Yeah. So it's almost like she took her advice and then kind of went full bore ahead without really thinking about, you know, maybe doing it in a measured way. Yeah. That was the last scene, right? Is that she's. Like, hey, cousin blah, let me yeah. tell you about Max and I. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, I personally thought this episode was decent, but if anything, it's just because like I like I like the Luke stuff. I thought that was good. That was interesting. And mm -hmm. I think compared to like the last episode where the Rachel Luke Lorelai subplot wasn't that important, this one it felt a little bit more crucial to the plot. Yeah, but yeah, also too agree. like I wonder at what point. Max Medina's going to start figuring out about Luke and Lorelai and think what's going on here, right? So maybe just leave Rory alone because that whole thing is creepy to me. Yeah. And it also gets to him overstepping his boundaries where they've only been dating for how yeah. long and already he thinks he can like talk to Rory about her issues. Like, it right. seems like a very clear boundary violation to me. So, right. 
Right. And and also, you know, you also see that he's not going to cut her some slack in class, too, because she's kind of spacing out class, this yeah. whole issue of being, and then he calls her out on it. So yeah. you also see he let her slide in class, either. It's interesting that, like, he tries to pretend like he's being kind and all this other stuff, but then, like, yeah, but... he's also kind of, like, still being a bit of a jerk to her, so... And Lorelai is okay with this. This is this is what I also find to be not in tune with the characters that when they're looking for so Rory goes to the grandparents and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so Lorelai's talking to to Max about it, but there isn't a discussion about how inappropriate that was that Max was talking about it at school with Rory. Yeah. That does not come up in the conversation, does it? No, From I don't what think I it does. I think they and tried I'm, to normalize that, but there's a lot of yeah, that felt weird to me. There's a lot of what Max does that I think gets normalized, and it's not normal. <laughs> it's just like yeah. it's interesting that like I think the show tries to portray him as like a semi-normal person, but he's not normal. Like he's kind of a weird right. dude. He's got like right. these weird intensities. He's just I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm not a big fan of Max. And again, you know, a lot's changed in twenty years too. But I think yeah. in the he's. He's got a that whole boundary type teacher boundary violation thing, and actually there are a lot of references in this episode too, or was it the last episode um, when they talk about Mary Kay Letourneau, She um, she uh, it was like a fourteen year old student, mm. and I, I hesitate to use the word relationship because I don't think it applies when someone's fourteen. No, um, I would say it was harassment or assault of a fourteen year old student. Um, so that was, a, I think that was this episode or the last episode where they alluded to it. And then you've got Max Medina talking to Rory about personal stuff. Yeah. And like, doesn't Rory have to go to class too? That was my other question. Is like, doesn't she have a class after this she has to go to? Yeah. What are you doing hanging out with Max Medina? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Max Medina. I don't know if I could ever be a fan of you, but. And we didn't see Tristan, so that was a bonus. Yeah, we don't need Tristan in our lives, honestly. So. <laughs> Um, so that worked out well for us. Tristan wasn't in this one, and he wasn't in the last episode, so yay. No, but he will be in the next episode, unfortunately. Oh man. Okay. Well, thanks for preparing me. No, that was, that was. I wanted to give you the heads up that we're gonna get some Tristan. I and, good. And yeah. you know, maybe Thank whatever redemption redemption they were trying for Tristan just goes right out the window. Maybe I don't know. Oh. Yeah. So you're saying it might it might not go out the window. Might not, Put or it. it might go out the window. Just... Okay, see so now I gotta watch the episode too. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So let's get on to uh, favorite performance in this episode. Did you have a favorite? I I think Emily because she she portrays that, and I'm looking at perspective of co-parents. The gatekeeping phenomenon. I'll just kind of summarize that is when. Um, you know, like there's time sharing, also known as custody in some states, where mm. uh, there's times where, where kids are with different parents. And the gatekeeping phenomenon is when you come up with reasons why the kid can't go to the other parent's house, or you come up with reasons why they can't talk on the phone. And you see that Emily's doing some of that. And you can also see why Emily doesn't see it as an issue. No, she sees it as she's helping uh, Rory in this time. Because right. I don't think maybe we mentioned it during the synopsis, but yeah. Uh, Lorelai basically, you know, Rory, they have a bit of an argument and it pushes Rory to go stay with Emily, but, uh, right. Emily's like, she can't talk to you. And, and to Lorelai's credit, she just showed up at the house the next day and was like, I'm going to go see my daughter. 
Yeah. Which I thought was great. I liked that. Uh, yeah. Lorelai just is like, no, I'm here to see my daughter. Like, right. Yeah. Well, that was good. Right. That she put her foot down and said, no, you're not taking over the parenting. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. Uh, my favorite performance. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, it's all good. I was going to say my favorite is, I didn't really have too much of a favorite. Everyone seemed like in a very neutral, like mm, all throughout. I'm, Maybe mm-hmm. say Luke. I did like that Luke kind of came out of his element a little bit. You had him trying on the new clothes and all this, and it just felt interesting to that. Like Luke is such a uh, guy who seems set in his ways. But, yeah, but mm-hmm. he also has these moments where I think with for certain people, i.e., Lorelai, he's willing to come out of his shell, and I thought it was interesting to well, see. Comfortable with her, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was just interesting that they showed him kind of coming out of, out of his shell for Lorelai in particular. So I like that. Right, and right, and you can see that that probably has a basis of a good relationship in the future, I'm just going to guess, is that they're comfortable with each other, but they also are attracted to each other, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, but there's like a lot of, very similar to the last episode, the, the social felt like it had like a lot of different stories going on, and it felt like it was a little too much. Um, well, like you said, this was the last episode before the new season, right? So no, it's like one... trying stuff. Well, there's one more, right? Yeah, but it felt like trying to cram all the stuff in. Yeah. So I don't know. It's um, before the next. Yeah. Also, too, yeah, the whole gatekeeping thing is. I'm not a fan of it, but uh, yeah. And and I would just you know if you haven't seen the episode yet if you're a kid of divorce and your parents are in acrimonious divorce this might trigger you a little bit I would say mm, I can uh, see that for parents. sure yeah um, least favorite performance again Mrs Kim I really don't like the way she's portrayed that's got nothing to do with the actress I think it's the material she's given I think it um, like you yeah. said in the future it looks like her character is more fleshed out but it goes way overboard and I don't like the way that she's portrayed yeah, like- but again against the actress just because a boy comes over like eh, it's uh yeah it went way over it it fed into all these stereotypes and i felt there was a racist overtone to it not even an undertone probably just an overtone yeah so i fan yeah no it's um how strict she is and it it just it's um, it makes me uncomfortable in a lot of ways so Mm -hmm. that 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 really is that about that but um, favorite reference? Oh gosh, I like uh, the patent one. The which one? So when, uh, when Dean's like, Dean's like, like, has your mom seen Patton or whatever? Because she's so militaristic. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, you know, kind of thing. I like that reference. When they're playing like the three people to marry or whatever, and this curve. Oh, that's this episode. That yeah, like, that's so. this episode. But like, I just like the one where. Uh, Lorelai says pass, and the verse is why, and then Lorelai says because I'm not Anna Nicole Smith. <laughs> I thought that was a great little right. reference. Cause... Well, and then, then they bring up the Mary Kay Letourneau, which I'm like, ooh, probably shouldn't be making fun of. You know, the thing where a teacher assaulted a kid. That yeah. was okay. Um, but that was in the news at the time, or actually, it was like a few years previous to that. Yeah, and I was she like, ooh, probably away recently yes. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think she passed away yeah. last year. She did, yeah, I think last year. Um, but yeah, I, w- I was like, you know, would that have been in there if it was reversed? Like, the genders were reversed. 
Like it was a male teacher, a female student, you know? So it, it felt kind of, it felt off and not appropriate to have an episode. But again, 20 years ago, you know, yeah. maybe that was acceptable. Yeah. No, um, I think too, it was just them trying to be topical. And I wonder if how much right. they knew at the time. That's kind of what I was wondering too. Like, I wonder how much information they knew at the time of that kind of story, or maybe at the time at the of the Laterno thing, it was very clear what had happened at that point. I think she had already been sent to prison. I think at that time when the was filmed, because they do some eighties, nineties references, and I believe that relationship was in the. And again, I'm not calling. I don't think I should use the word relationship because it was a teacher and a fourteen year old, so it was assault. Um, But it, um, I think that occurred in the nineties, I believe. Mm. Yeah, they were together for quite a while too. I think they were together up until she passed away. So. And I think that yeah, when she passed away, he was one of her caretakers, I believe. Which is interesting. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, I I didn't mind that reference too much, but also it did feel a little too like of the time for me. But mm-hmm. The Adam Nicole mm-hmm. one, I thought was a little more like, and that was kind of funny because it was like a little more. Like I, I got that one right away. The other one, like I got, but also felt like I don't know how many people would understand that one nowadays. But yeah, and uh, that's how we. But also, someone who passed away, although not as recently. I think she passed away in like two thousand and seven, something like that. So. I think so yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. Favorite quote? Any any other favorite quotes that's in this episode? That teens up on a history. Yeah, Go that was that was a good one. I didn't write anything down for that because I couldn't really think of anything, but I but I like that one. So it's some snappy dialogue. Yeah, I like the interaction in the grocery store where Lorelai realizes that oh, this whole narrative she's heard about Dean and again small town, you know things get started really quickly may not have been accurate. Yeah, but they also again don't don't address the fact that Dean did not react very well. No did not react respectfully so i think they play him almost as a victim but yeah he's he's probably yeah that's a little uncomfortable he's yeah. not a full-on victim and i don't know i don't i i think it would be interesting to see how a story like that would be approached in modern times compared to like yeah 2001 when this was uh airing so. right because he did not he did not show respect towards rory no so and somehow this is not addressed, even though, you know, it's, you would think that Lorelai would address that, but again, maybe she, I guess it also makes sense that Lorelai wouldn't really know yeah, because she didn't know about the whole, I love you thing either. So it makes sense that she doesn't know about what really happened either. Mm-hmm. So. so, all right. So I give it an eight. Yeah. This one actually. I really like the irritation. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I really like the exchange between Lane and um and and Rory where it's like a real friendship. She's like, Yeah, I know you've been like, you know, secretly writing down where Dean isn't so you can go places without running into him and stuff. Yeah. And then you know Rory kind of fess up. I'm like, that's a that's a friendship where you go, Yeah, I know what you're doing. You think I don't know, but I know about this thing you're doing. No, that was you know? and um Yeah, yeah, I like that. And then they, they wound up kind of making up at the end. Yeah. Rory uh, understood that you know you can't pick your science partner sometimes. Yeah, I I'm gonna give this a little lower of a score. I'm gonna give this a six. 
I think this is one of the oh, weak, okay. weaker episodes of the season. Huh. Um, I wasn't a big fan of the love stories, quote unquote, because I do think they're problematic. Both the one with Dean and like even like the one with Rory or Lorelai and all that. Like it just felt like none of the subplots with the love stories were handled well. I think the problem is well, there's so back to Dina takes it down a notch. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it takes a number. I mean, yes, I'm not a fan of Max Medina, but yeah, like arguably like his whole thing about like trying to talk to Rory about her personal life. Like none of those stories, I'm even tempted to go down to a five. I'm going to say five now. Cause the, the more I think about it, the more I don't like this stuff. I just, I, I thought a lot of these story elements were really problematic and also just not really entertaining. Um, boundaries. Yeah. And it was not to say that it wasn't like shot well or anything, but like this main, this episode was mainly predicated on like all these different love stories and every single one of them had issues. Like even like the one with uh, Lane and the boy, like, and the whole Mrs. Kim reaction again, like that's problematic too. Like none of these stories I could think of were good. I almost needed like, well, I was going to say Emily and Richard, but even then that was problematic too. And the, right, like, right, yeah. like there was everybody's being passive aggressive, you know, not, yeah, not talking about stuff. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I just think a lot of these, a lot of the, almost all the stories in this episode were, were really not handled well. And I wasn't, right. a, wasn't, and, a I, and I need to run. So I'm going to let you wrap everything up and I'm going to skedaddle. Okay. So. See you next okay. week. Bye. All right. Um, yeah, I'm over at threeandgreenerds.com where you can find uh, me posting stuff. And the stuff's over at stephaniesarkis.com. Gaslighting's her book. Talking Brains is her podcast. Yeah, she's not here, but go read the, the book, Gaslighting. I read it once on a Mexican vacation. It was quite entertaining to listen to. Maybe not entertaining. We'll say edutaining. Like edu. edu- edutainment is that what they call it yeah it was very educational but also just the right amount of entertainment all right well until next time everybody bye for now